Welcome to Confessions of a Realtor. As an active, full-time realtor serving Tallahassee and the surrounding areas since 2014, it was time to use my experience to educate consumers on the whys and hows behind the home buying and home selling processes. We'll have some fun, I'll share some crazy real estate stories, and keep you informed on realtors' best kept secrets. Why? Because when you're informed, you can make empowered decisions. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Realtor. Today's topic, how to fire your agent. This topic was requested by my nail artist, Mia, who is awesome. And we talk a lot of times in our sessions when she's doing my nails about real estate, about family, about life, about decisions. We run a whole gamut of issues. She is basically like almost a therapist to me. But we talk through things. And one thing that she repeatedly says is that people don't know what they don't know, especially when it comes to real estate and there being so much mystique and so many different ways that a transaction can go just simply based on the agent that you're working with. One of the things that you have to be willing to do when you are a real estate agent is you do have to be willing to handle a fair bit of conflict between the buyer and the seller or maybe between you and another agent. I just had to handle something yesterday, had to rectify something. So a lot of times, even though we don't necessarily love conflict, that is part of the industry. And so we are kind of maybe used to doing what we have to do to get things done for our clients, right? One of the things that one of my friends constantly tells me is that, Rachel, people do not like conflict. So it is hard sometimes to have these conversations, but I'm going to give you a little bit of insider information on how to do it and to do it professionally, okay? So let's talk about this first from the buyer side of things. If you are not being serviced well by your agent, the first thing that I will always recommend to people is to have a conversation with the agent. Well, Rachel, I thought this episode was going to be about firing. Yes, it is. But I know a lot of times just from what I hear and conversations that I've had with people, sometimes consumers aren't clear on what the responsibilities of their agent are. Sometimes they're expecting their agent to call them with a new property every day. Sometimes they're expecting their agent to show them properties regardless of the price point and regardless of their pre-approval amount. So sometimes I may get a call from one of my clients asking me to help out one of their friends and they're just stuck with this agent that isn't doing everything that they can for them. And so sometimes I'll say, okay, well, if they're comfortable and if they're thinking about a switch, have them give me a call and I'll help them figure out if they should fire the agent or not. And so I've had calls before where, honestly, it sounds like the agent is not communicating well to the client as far as their expectations and communication expectations and how the process is going to go. But I don't necessarily hear something that I feel is disrespectful or unethical. There was a client recently that called and she was working with a more limited budget. And so she was complaining about well, my agent isn't showing me property. She's not finding anything. And I just told her straight up, I said, well, your price range is difficult right now to find things in. And she also, through conversation, I found out that she wanted kind of a seal of a deal on a property. 
Sometimes I can just tell in conversation that the expectation just has not been communicated or maybe her agent doesn't want to have a conversation with her about, hey, your price range is just rough or maybe you want too much for your pre-approval amount. So if you're pre-approved for $250,000 in Tallahassee, you are not going to find a six bedroom, four bath on two acres. And so sometimes that conversation on our end, especially when you're newer to the industry, can be harder to have with your client because you don't want to dash their hopes and dreams, you know, that sort of thing. But I do find that it is best to be direct, you know, with that with a person as far as their price range and what is affordable in that. Now, what I did in that case is I referred them back to their agent. I said, hey, it sounds like you're actually being serviced well. I would just have an open conversation with your agent about your criteria and about your budget. My point is sometimes the client may be expecting more than what they're getting and their expectation can be off. I was at lunch recently with a realtor friend and she had a client who I was sitting with her seeing her phone go off and the client was not under contract, was pre-approved and there was no emergency going on with their file. My friend and I are sitting down having lunch and I probably saw the client call three times in a matter of 45 minutes. And I asked her, I said, hey, is something going on? You know, and she said, no, this client just calls me repetitively and doesn't take into account that maybe I have other clients or I could be doing other things. And so I just encouraged her again. I said, I would just go back and set expectations with them, like as far as how quickly you can respond and what is actually reasonable for you because it was stressing my agent friend out, honestly. So if you are not being serviced well, one of the things that you can do, even if you've signed an agreement with an agent, as long as you are not under contract on a home, is you can, after you've had that conversation, and let's say that nothing improves, let's say that they're still disrespectful to you, or let's say that, which that would be, I probably wouldn't even tell you to go back and have a conversation with them because disrespect is just a no-no. But let's say that it's something to deal with, well, we're not out seeing properties or they're constantly responding two and three days, which I have heard people tell me this, they're constantly responding two or three days after you tell them, hey, I want to see a property. And by the time that they respond, the property is under contract. And that's happened multiple times. Well, clearly you are not being serviced well. So what you need to do and what I was taught to do is after you have that conversation with the agent and if nothing changes, then what you need to do is you need to just send them an email and state that you are terminating your services with them or you have no longer have a need for their services. Please do not be abrasive or nasty in the email. I understand that this is a highly emotional process for people, but you always want to take the higher road. You always want to say, okay, even though I wasn't being serviced well, I'm not going to let that get inside of me. So just send them a quick email saying, hey, we've decided that we've no longer needed your services. We would like to go a different direction. Now, what you can do, let's say that maybe you find out that your agent is having a family emergency or something and, and they're just distracted right now, which can happen. If you still want to make sure that your agent does get paid something, they haven't done you wrong, is you can ask them for a recommendation for a different agent who has what you're looking for. So maybe you can ask for an agent that has more availability or is able to move faster on properties. And they may know an agent that they can happily refer you to that would be able to service your needs better. 
Now, on our end, as a realtor, what that enables us to do is we can call the other agent, we can set up a meeting with you and them, and we can ask them for a referral fee. So we can ask them for 20 to 25% is what I typically see of whatever they make once your house closes. This does not cost you any extra. It does not take money out of your pocket. But if your split from your agent was amicable and they weren't disrespectful to you and you just felt like, hey, it just feels like they have a lot on their plate, but they did do a lot for me and I want to see them get compensated for that. You can allow them to make that introduction to another agent so that they do make something for their time and effort. So that's on the buyer side. Unfortunately, if you are under contract on a home, you are under contract with that agent typically until the home closes. Most contracts are about 30 days. I think sometimes you can switch to a different agent in their brokerage with their broker's permission, but that can be a little dicey, honestly, sometimes. So most of the time, once you're under contract with an agent, there's really no way out of that as far as being under contract on a home. So if you're purchasing a home, your relationship with the agent expires once you close on the home or once the contract is terminated. The seller side of how to fire your agent. The National Association of Realtors actually did a study a while ago, and they were saying that the number one complaint of sellers when they were selling their home was agent communication. So if they had a complaint, if they felt like they were done a disservice, a lot of times it was agent communication. Now, one thing that we do is once our sellers are under contract, and we do this on the buyer end as well, is you will hear from either me or my assistant a minimum of three times a week, a minimum actually four times a week. You'll hear from us a minimum of four times a week, whether it be through email, phone calls, and that's absolutely a minimum. Like I said, we probably communicate with most of our clients, especially once they're under contract. You're probably getting some communication from us multiple times a day. But at a bare minimum, if you have a a super easy transaction or there's not a lot going on with the home, or maybe the home is new construction and we're waiting for the house to be built, you will hear from us a minimum of four times a week, okay? So we do the same thing for our sellers, like I said, because we don't want that to be an issue. People, if they don't hear from you, what I found is that they assume that you're not working and they assume that you're not doing anything on their behalf to help them to sell their home. So when you sell your home, there are two major contracts that you will sign. The first is a listing agreement. That is your agreement between your broker of choice So your real estate agent and yourself, that's the first contract that you'll sign. And that basically outlines the seller's agent's duties to you and then also your duties to them. There is a clause in our agreement that basically we can cancel it within the first 15 days, really for no reason at all. Maybe you presented well, like when we did the listing appointment with you, and maybe now you are, I don't know, calling incessantly or cussing us out or something like that, right? So that relationship can be terminated on our side. But on your side, if you decide, hey, I don't want to sell the house. I don't want to do anything with the house right now. Maybe I changed my mind about selling. That contract that you did sign between the agent and you is still a legally binding agreement. And the agent can enforce the cancellation portion of the listing agreement if you decide to just, hey, we don't want to sell the home, we changed our mind, that sort of thing, okay? 
So what an agent can do is they can show you receipts for all of the expensive that they spent marketing your property. They can show you receipts for maybe Facebook ads that they did or marketing resources that they use specifically for your property. If they had flyers printed or cards sent out, if you save those receipts, you can show a seller, hey, I spent this much, I'm expecting this back. And then they can also charge you a cancellation fee. Now, the cancellation fee is typically up to the agent's discretion, whatever they put in the listing agreement. I would say that most of the time, what I've seen a lot is 1% of the purchase price or 1% of the listing price. So they can still ask you for that, especially maybe the house has been on the market for a bit and it just hasn't sold. And you say, well, I want to cancel the agreement. If you do that, if you say, hey, we're not under contract with a buyer on the home, but we do want to cancel the agreement with you. They can technically enforce the cancellation agreement and you can be required to reimburse them for expenses. I do understand how sometimes people think that real estate agents, all that we do is put a sign in the yard and wait for the buyer. But there's a lot that we do on the back end to market your property, to make sure that people know about your property. There is a good bit of work that goes into any real estate process and people, real estate agents included, deserve to be paid for their labor. So if it helps you kind of think about it this way, let's say that you have worked for two weeks on a project for an employer and they decide to terminate your employment and you're not yet done with the project. Well, even in that two weeks, you're still going to get your paycheck. They're still going to owe you a final paycheck. You may even get a severance package. So part of me doing this podcast overarchingly is just honestly to tell you guys a little bit or share with you, we do a lot behind the scenes. It is not as simple as people make it out to be. Anyway, you can fire your agent, but just be aware on the seller side, especially they may charge a cancellation fee. They may require you to reimburse them for expenses and you should ask for receipts, make it as professional as possible. But honestly, just because the house didn't sell doesn't mean that they aren't owed something for their labor. So you can technically fire an agent that way. You'll want to do it the same way that I recommend it with the buyers. You can send them an email if you've had a tumultuous transaction with them, a tumultuous time with them. You could even copy their broker if you want to. And you can say, hey, I just don't feel like I'm being serviced well. These are the expectations that we talked about. I don't feel like those are being met. We've talked multiple times about this. I now want to go and find a different agent to sell my house. You are free to do that, but know that the agent can require, whether they gave you horrible service or not, They can require you to pay a cancellation fee if that was a term of your listing agreement. The second document that you typically sign as a contract when it comes to selling your home, so you've already signed the listing agreement so that your property is on the market, you're good to go with your agent, but issues come up when you're under contract on the home, under contract with a buyer. Maybe you're not getting the communication again that you want and that you desire. So again, try to talk with your agent about it. I find that most agents are receptive to you having this conversation because they want to do a good job for you so that you refer other people to them. There is an incentive for that, right? But if you are under contract on your property with a buyer and a buyer has agreed to purchase your home, again, there's not really a way out of the contract for sellers with that agent. 
Sometimes you can maybe get the agent's broker to allow you to switch to a different agent because technically the way that our listing agreement reads and the way that most documents are in real estate is that your contract is actually with the agent's broker. So sometimes they can maybe assign you a different agent, something like that. But I would say even that is a little bit unusual sometimes. Okay, so assume that if you get to the contractual stage of selling your home, as in you're under contract with the buyer, there is really not an easy way out for you as a seller. This is why it is so important to work with an agent that you have vetted and that you've asked questions about and that maybe you've asked friends and family about, okay? It's important for you to check out an agent's social media and ask them about their experience, whether you are buying or selling to prevent an unequal expectation of communication or an unequal expectations of your expectations of their job and what they're supposed to do for you. You have to get really clear on what you are doing and the agent that you are using when you are purchasing a house because at the listing agreement phase for sellers and also if you're not under contract on a home as a buyer, those are really the easiest times to get out from under an agent that you're not enjoying working with. So my closing thoughts on this Communicate, communicate, communicate. Do not be scared to ask questions. Do not be afraid of a little bit of conflict to get you to the place where you are comfortable buying and selling one of the largest investments that you will ever make. Because a home is that for people. It's typically a large investment and you need to feel comfortable with who you're working with. The second thing that I would say in this conversation is the sooner that you can let an agent know that you're not having a good experience or that you don't want to work with them, the better, because we do a lot on the back end and we invest a lot of time and energy with the expectation of being paid. And good agents are not going to force you to continue to work with them. They're not going to try to hold you to something as if you're their only client. We want to serve our clients well, but like I often tell my clients on one of the very first conversations that I have with them and we'll go over documentation when it gets to a certain stage as well, I tell them I want to work with people that want to work with me because number one, I want you to be happy in your home. I want you to reflect on the experience as a good experience. And then also, I want you to feel so good about how your process went and how smooth it was or how we handled whatever hurdles and we kept you in the loop and we communicated to you that you introduced me to other people that I can also help so that I can stay in business. I'll leave you with a quote today from Michelle Obama. She says, history has shown us that courage can be contagious and hope can take on a life of its own. Hope you all have a great week. Look forward to you tuning in next week. That's it for today's episode of Confessions of a Realtor. If you're looking for an active, full-time agent in the Tallahassee or surrounding areas, feel free to give me a call or shoot me a text at 850-206-2199. If you're thinking about moving and want some more real estate tips and tricks and education, my Instagram page, Rachel Sells Homes 850 is very active, and I do my best to educate on our local market. Check out the link in the bio on my Instagram page to schedule your own complimentary consultation with me or to refer someone else who you know is thinking about buying or selling. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to assisting you here in the Tallahassee area.